Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 803. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiyesmach at take10fortorah.org. Today I'd like to speak of the famous test that Eliezer performs in this week's Parsha, the controversy relating to Eliezer's test, and how it applies to our day-to-day lives. Before we get to the test, obviously we know that there's a backdrop in Bereshus, where Avraham goes through a bit of a, of a personal growth, where Avraham begins, of course, like a kid with everybody else in his generation, believing in these pagan idols, believing in these gods, these the multitude of gods that existed, and he matures either at the age of three or others understand at the age of 40, he figures something out. And we know that his understanding was incomplete, because we know that there's a time that God tells him, walk before me and be perfect. Samim, as we know, is associated later on in Sefer Devarim with Tamim Tia You're supposed to be wholesome. And from there we learn the wholesomeness is a focus on God and only God and nothing but God. There are no other forces or powers or anything else. The idea is that over the course of time, Avraham realizes more and more that God is the one who controls his life. And so when the complaint uh, sent towards God, hey, Avraham, hey, I'm sorry, hey, God, I don't have any children, uh, he's assuming that he can't have children. Why? As Rashi tells us, because he believes that in the stars it is dictated that he cannot have children. He is not yet of the belief that he is absolutely, entirely under the power of God. And so God says to Avraham, he says, um, uh, we'll see in a moment what he says, but he takes him outside, look at the skies, at the heavens, and he says to God, he says to Avraham, listen, your descendants will be like these stars. And so on the words, he takes him outside, Rashi says, it means as follows. He said to Avraham, Leave your astrology. Enough of this. You saw some sort of image that portends to you not ever being able to have a child. I, God says, I run the world. Not the stars, not any of these forces, not any of these powers, nothing else. And so in doing that, Avraham is taught for once and for all that there is this prohibition and about having faith in anything other than God. We have this prohibition repeated, referring to the rest of us, multiple times in the Torah. For example, in Vayikra it says, Lo sanachashuv, lo sa'onenu, you cannot do nichush, which is acting on the basis of omens, or lucky hours. You can't, uh, as we'll see described in a moment, the Ramam tells us, you can't just uh, say, something happened to me, a black hat crossed my path, it's going to be a bad day, I should do this, or I shouldn't do that, based on some random and arbitrary thing that I set up. You can't do any of that. That prohibition is repeated in Sefer Devarim. The idea that I can't go and believe or focus on any of these false ideas, menachesh, mechashef, sorcery, all of these things are problematic. So now, what do we have in this week's Parsha? We seem to have something which uh, might be at odds, at odds, where Eliezer goes to, of course, as Avraham commands him, to his family, and he makes the camels kneel down, he parks, and he says to God, um, the master of my, master Avraham, the God of my master Avraham, hayom, Grant me good fortune today, and do chesed with my master Avraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring 
And the daughters of the townsmen are here to draw water. And let the maiden to whom I say, Please lower your jar that I may drink. The Eshte, the Amra, and she'll say, ashke. Oh, please drink, and I will give to your gemalim, to your uh, camels to drink. Osa hochachta laavdecha. That's going to be the one that you've shown to your servant, meaning me. Eliezer says, liyitzchak. I'm sorry, to Yitzchak. Ochach leavdecha liyitzchak. This is going to be the one that you've shown should be the one who is for Yitzchak. Ovo edaki asisa chesed imadoni. And with that girl, you, I will see, I will know that you have done kindness with me. Right? So he does this test. He says, the one who I ask for a drink, and she says, no problem, drink, and I'll give your camels too. Not only will I give to you, not only is the answer yes, but I'm going to do even more than that. That's going to be the one who I'm going to know. And guess what? By Yihu Terem Daber, he just immediately, uh, scarcely finished speaking. And suddenly this girl comes out, and guess what happens? We know how the story ends. And suddenly he asks, and she responds, no problem. And when he drinks, she says, I'll also draw for your camels. And wonderful, right? It fulfills the whole condition. And she goes and he does it. And the man is gazing. He's unbelievable. He can't believe how unbelievable it is. When the camels finish drinking, he takes a gold nose ring, weighing half a shekel, and he gives it to her and says, Who are you? Basmiat, Can I go over to your father's house? Etc. And so he does what it seems we're not supposed to do. The Rambam says, We're not supposed to practice divination omen re focusing on omens. And so he gives the examples. He says, My bread fell out of my mouth, or my stick fell, I'm not going to travel today. Because if I do, it won't be good luck for me, because I, well, I dropped everything already. A fox passed me, so I'm not going to go out today. Because if I do, I'll get into trouble, I'll get swindled. Also, again, all these different types of things. Now, interestingly, he says, He says, if somebody makes a simon, if something happens, if X happens, if Y happens, If I do it, great. If it doesn't, you know, if this happens, uh, I will do it. If it doesn't happen, I won't do it. Like Eliezer, the son of Avraham, the servant of Avraham did. It's forbidden. And the Ramam uses, as an example of what is forbidden, the story of Eliezer, Evet Avraham. Right, so it seems what Eliezer did is very wrong. Now you have to remember, uh, according to most, Eliezer is obviously not Jewish, but these prohibitions apply like the seven mitzvot b'nei Noach are within the seven mitzvot b'nei Noach, and believing in God uh, is one of the the commandments that everybody is commanded in, and maybe they're they're allowed to to believe in some sort of partnership or something like that, but to believe in nichosh, to believe in omens is verboten, it's forbidden, and so how is Eliezer doing this? The Ramam clearly states that Eliezer was doing something wrong. The Ravid says, no, the Ravid commenting on the Ramam says it's a mistake. It's not wrong what Eliezer did, because um, Eliezer did something that is okay. Now, 
the Rambam didn't make this up, that Eliezer did something wrong. There's a Gemara that discusses a story where a person went and supposedly, or at least on first glance, made a decision based on an omen, and uh, the Gemara there makes the statement, Kol any type of omenry which is not like the omenry of Eliezer is not nechash. It gives another example of Yonah son ben Shal. We're going to keep that out for now. But any nechash, any omen statement, any dependent statement which is not like Eliezer's is not going to be called nechash, which would sound like any statement that is like Eliezer's is nechash, which would be forbidden and would be a problem. So the Ramam's not crazy in saying that the uh, that the the uh, idea of El- what Eliezer had done would be problematic, and the Ravid really, the burden is on him to explain why the Rambam misunderstood that Gemara. But let's understand how it could be, not according to the Rambam, but according to the Ravid, how could it be that Eliezer maybe had done nothing wrong? And really all the Gemara is saying is that the statement is a problem. Anybody who makes such a statement, if this happens, then I will do something else. That statement is a problem, but perhaps Eliezer was not transgressing. Eliezer, born of Avraham's house, hopefully taught Avraham's principles and the things that Avraham had learned, how could it not be a problem? So some suggest that first of all it came out of order. Really the first thing to happen was that Eliezer figured out who it was. Did not make a decision until figured out that it was Lavan's, uh, Lavan's kid. Uh, Lavan, I'm sorry, Lavan's sister, Besuel's kid, and, and then and only then did he give her the nez and the, the, the ring, and that would require you to uh, move the Pesukim around a little bit, and rely on the idea of Ein Muktam Uma Ucher B'Torah, the Torah is out of sequence, that's what Toso says in Chulin. The Sforno says, no, the whole thing is a prayer, and of course, you're allowed to pray for something to occur, you're allowed to pray to find such a girl, and it wasn't condition, it was a prayer. The Ran gives perhaps the most important answer, and the Ran says that the explanation that we hear is that this is only a problem. When it doesn't make sense that the two things should be connected. A black cat crosses my path, therefore I'm not going to walk because I think bad luck. What do black cats have to do with anything? Nothing. But Eliezer is looking for a balas chesed. Eliezer is looking for a kind girl for Avraham's son. And when he finds one, that's not nachash. That's just a really great shidduch. Have a great day.